We are a nation that is hostile to liberty and freedom and faith. We are a nation whose economy is floundering, whose stores are not stocked, whose deliveries are not coming, and whose educational system is ranked at the bottom of every list. We are a nation that in many ways has become a joke. But soon we will have greatness again. It was hardworking patriots like you who built this country, and it is hardworking patriots like you who are going to save our country. There is no mountain we cannot climb. There is no summit we cannot reach. There is no challenge we cannot beat. There is no victory we cannot have. We will not bend. We will not break. We will not yield ever, ever, ever. We will never give in. We will never give up. And we will never, ever back down. We will never let you down as long as we are confident and united. The tyrants we are fighting do not stand even a little chance. Because we are Americans, and Americans kneel to God and God alone. And it is time to start talking about greatness for our country again. Good morning. It's Thanksgiving Eve. Nobody. President Trump has created a more inclusive economy for black Americans. Man who's actually showing you that he cares about you. Wow. The president has done more for the hood, black community, Hispanic community than any other president since Lincoln. We didn't care what we did. Time was nothing to us. Being a Republican, I see things getting done. I see the promises being kept. Times are different now, but you still get stuck. I'm not a kid no more, I just don't give a fuck. So if you really think you want to step to me, keep this Did you know that the black people are the ones that started the Republican Party? Did you know that? We were Republicans. They crippled us with welfare. Section 8. They kicked us out the homes, bro. Made the woman look at you like, I don't need you. I'll go get, I'll take care of her by the state. I'll go get food stuff. Which led you to be upset. Me to be upset. Go out and sell drugs because we're trying to prove to our family that we can provide even though you ain't giving us no jobs. Then we get locked up under that crime bill. And then we're locked up and we're stuck there. That was under Biden. They want four more years of President Trump. I want four more years. Nobody does it better than me. They can come closer than close. Empowering the black community is and always has been a top priority for the president. I love this video. We were from coast to coast. Yeah, yeah. We just trying to make you see. Nobody does it better than nobody. Does it better? 
Nobody does it better. And nobody's gonna do it. I am your voice. I am your retribution. Their raid is over. Over. Make it's America great again. Over. What does he mean? When you talk about make America great again, what he means is have people believe in the American dream again, that they want to come to this country and they know that they're going to make it. Yep. Absolutely. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. It's Thanksgiving Eve Wednesday. Hope you're all doing great. I see in the chat we got a birthday. Happy birthday, blue boy. Happy birthday. I'm not going to sing to you. Happy birthday. And I don't have any weird music to play, but happy birthday. I'm going to mess up my microphone here in a minute. All right. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hit the thumbs up button on this Thanksgiving Eve, or you are a fed. Thank you to those who've been tuning in the last two episodes of America First Live over on LFA TV. If you haven't yet, go over there and follow the Rumble channel, LFA TV. It's right there. Go check it out. LFA TV, hit the follow over there, 3 p.m. Eastern, Monday to Friday. It's been fun so far. Oh, no, Lorianne, your, your, your sound isn't working. I hope my sound's working. Please let me know. Somebody throw a, uh, a 45 in there that my audio is working. It looks like it's working on my end. I want to just make sure it's not me. You might have to refresh or something, Lorianne. I'm good. AP unfiltered. You can hear everyone. Everyone can hear me? <clears throat> anyway. Yep. Okay, good. Sound, sound is good. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. We got a lot to cover. A lot's been going on. We got some fun stuff, not so fun stuff, you know, the usual. But uh, again, thanks to those who have been uh, following over on LFA TV. I'll be live there today, 3 p.m. Eastern. Tomorrow, there'll be no shows all around. And on Friday, I'm not going to do a morning show. I'm going to take the morning off on Friday, sleep in. But I will be doing a 3 p.m. show at LFA TV on Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, put 45 in AP on 69. That's because you're eating the Frosted Flakes, the Frosted Face Flakes. That's it, the Frosted Face Flakes for breakfast. The woke cereal, like the Fruit Loops from Canada. You can get all your DEI inclusion and intrusion, depending on how you want to take that from your cereal. Anyway, my throat's starting to bother me. This always happens, like every, like right before Thanksgiving, I start to get a sore throat, a little bit of a cold. Aggravates the crap out of me. I hope you all have great plans for Thanksgiving tomorrow and you're going to stuff your faces. I ate my last meal last night and I'm going to fast until tomorrow. And then it's going to be an all-out just debauchery of food intake. That's typically what I do. So today I will be completely miserable because I'll be hungry. But it is what it is. Midwest deplorable. Good morning. Up, oh, Steve from England. This guy don't this guy don't miss a show. Steve from England. He's all over the place. He's like spreading his English. Is that the right thing to say? English? He's spreading his. I'm gonna just stop there. It just doesn't sound right. Everything that's popping in my head just doesn't sound right. <laughs> 
Frosted Face Flakes, new T-shirt coming in hot. We'll figure out the trademark issues. No, I mean, yeah, you know, I think you just figured it out. Have <laughs> touchy toucan Sam with just a fry. I'm gonna stop. Oh my god, it's too early for the for the debauchery. Oh, Hogman's in the chat now. Everything's gonna go to hell. All right, let's just. <laughs> there was some breaking news last night, and I think it's important because I think it's the uh, it's part of the trajectory that we want the country to go in. The Charleston mayor, the office has been held by a Democrat since 1877. And last night, Charleston elected its first Republican mayor since 1877. Granted, by only like less than 600 votes, but a win is a win, right? I mean, first Republican, Charleston, South Carolina. This makes me happy because... I want to move to South Carolina, not Charleston, but I know Laura Ann, who's who's living in uh, South Carolina, was saying that her area seems it's kind of turning, uh, turning blue in some areas. And listen, you're going you're going to have that battle back and forth. This is big. I'll say it. This makes me just come and say like, hey, we're we're, we're fucking back, you know what? And I don't know who this guy is. Uh, apparently, he's a former state rep. I don't know much about his history. I saw it late last night before I went to bed, and then the story came up this morning, and I was like, you know what? I like where it's going. Hopefully he's not a garbage rhino. Maybe somebody knows a little bit more about him. And uh, it was great. It was it was great. Scaramooch, who's, uh, who's, I don't know who Cosgrove is. Unless... I'm missing something. Hold on a second. Oh, no. Okay, never mind. I got scared for a second. I thought maybe, because I see his name is Cogswell, and I thought maybe, like, they counted some mail-in ballots that they found in a church basement, and the other guy won all of a sudden. <laughs> I was told that well, you guys are sick. The city of Charleston, South Carolina, has just elected a new mayor. William Cogswell has been elected as the first Republican mayor of the city since the 1800s, if you can believe it. It's pretty wild. It's pretty wild, but it's, uh, it's a good sign. It's a good sign that people are tired of Democrat-run cities. Hopefully soon, Democrat-run states will change the face of some of these elections. I'm hoping that red states really take a stand on these voting machines. Let's get some hand-counted ballots back in play. And uh, this is, at least on the face, it's a good sign. I don't know how good it's going to end up. Don't know the guy. Unsure, but we'll see. Voters in Charleston have chosen former state rep William Cogswell to lead the city as its first, as its next mayor. Unofficial results from the South Carolina Election Commission show Cogswell defeated incumbent John Tecklenburg, who was, I think, a two-term Democrat mayor earning about 51% of the vote in Tuesday's runoff election. The people have spoken and we're ready. We're ready for a new direction, Cogswell said at his watch party in downtown Charleston shortly after declaring victory. I am humbled by the results, no doubt. I am excited about the future of our city. The pair advanced to a runoff after neither earned enough votes to win outright in the November 7th municipal election. 
Kecklenburg, who was seeking his third term in office, conceded the race late Tuesday. All right, so the, the, the Democrat did concede. Good. The last Republican mayor of Charleston was George I. Cunningham, who left office in 1877, probably after he hung his last slave. I mean, it is South Carolina, right? <laughs> That's horrible. And here he is. Now, I want you to notice what he does. And someone else, big political icon, noticed it and tweeted about it and sent me a message. Let's see if he could pick it up. <laughs> A nice family. It's a nice little breath of fresh air for people that are tired of their cities going to shit. But did you pick it up? Shall we play it again from the beginning? The iconic Richard Nixon, who now I call the iconic Roger Stone, you know? kind of inherited it from Nixon as his trademark. I thought that was pretty great. And uh, Roger Stone noticed it right away because he had tweeted about it. And there it is. And he had sent a message like, look, do you notice? Do you notice what he did? Again, I don't know the guy. I'm just happy that the headline is reading what it's reading and that a Republican beat a two-term Democrat incumbent and has won the office of mayor since the 1800s, a Republican. I, th I think it's great. And it, it was a close race. It was a close race. It says all right here, uh, William Cogswell, 13,930 votes, and the incumbent Democrat two-term who did concede after the runoff, 13,361 votes. I think it's, uh, I think it's important to highlight this. And just to remind everybody, even though he, he, he won less than 1,000 votes, I think less than 700 votes, it's a step in the right direction, and people are starting to wake up more. Oh, here's another video. I like it. Oh, and of course, it's going to buffer on here. For a new direction, a new direction that's smart, safe, and yeah. I don't know anything about crime rates in Charleston under Democratic rule for so long. I know some people say, "Well, you know, Charleston is a beautiful historic city. Some places are beautiful. You know, nice cobblestone streets." A friend of mine is a firefighter in North Charleston, and from what I see, I mean, it's it's a beautiful historic city, but. How are the crime rates? Lorianne, you know anything about the crime in Charleston? I'm, I'm wondering, is this going to be a, a turnaround, hopefully? You're building me a new computer. Why would you want to build me a new computer? It's not me. If there's lag, it's not me at all, because my computer is a powerhouse streaming machine. It's pro maybe Maybe Rumble's going to be under another bot attack, or there's just too many people on it. But if I'm lagging, it's not me. Not me. I'm a I'm I'm on fire right now. Anyway, let me just see. I want to check the actual Rumble stream. Yeah, no. Hog, you working today? Just leave now. Leave early. Leave now. Work. The working man's a sucker. Forget it. Tomorrow's Thanksgiving. It's over. All right. 
Let's get into a little doom and gloom. Doom and gloom. You scared me for a minute. I thought like there was something going on with the stream. Rumble's been weird lately. You know, like between the growing pains and the bot attacks, you never know. I was watching some streams yesterday that were lagging, and it. Then I found out who I know the streamer. It was on their end. They were having internet issues, and you know, the fucking technology. So some, I don't know if you call it doom and, doom and gloom. I will say this. Thanksgiving today, yesterday, right? It's like the biggest travel days of the year, especially today. I, I don't travel on Thanksgiving. I, I don't travel on holidays. I stay local. Who knows if that'll change in the future when I move, whatever. Hopefully I can just get people to come to me. I don't want to have to go to anybody. Everybody should just pay attention and have that situational awareness. Just head on a swivel. There's a lot of shit going on in the world. There's a lot of shit going on right here at home. And there's a lot of things that people are frustrated about. Emotions are high. People are doing stupid things. And there are some really bad people out there. There are. There are. And it's, yeah, it's, it's the Twitter videos. And everybody just needs to just use that Use that judgment. Just just be aware of your surroundings. And it, it shouldn't just be any one time of the year. It should be everywhere you go. I mean, I walk into the bank, the post office, any, anywhere I am. And when I hear a door open, I want to see who's coming through the door. I want to see the face. I, I'm That's just me. Always, who's behind me? Who's in front of me? Who's this one? What am I going to use to kill that person when shit goes down? Oh, look, there's a spoon. I'll stab him in the face. Stuff like that, you know, like normal people think about. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, industry expert warns Thanksgiving flights could be unsafe as record number of travelers prepare for takeoff. But why, you ask? But why? Well, the Air Marshal National Council Director, Sonia Labosco, said air marshals are still being deployed at the southern border to go process people because the Border Patrol is overwhelmed. So when you have air marshals that aren't in planes looking for jihad terrorists or anybody else with a bomb up their ass, they're down. You're not going to find them. They're down at the southern border playing bellhop and concierge to illegal aliens that are breaking the law coming into the country. So we got a video of this interview that we're going to play, hopefully. And they say a record-setting 30 million Americans are expected to head to the airport this Thanksgiving holiday. And this industry expert is warning that the deployment of air marshals to the southern border could mean less safety in the air. Not trying to, I sound like I did prison time. Not, not, <laughs> no, I just, I walk into a room, I'm nice to everybody, but I come up with a plan on how I'm going to kill everybody in the room if I have to, because make no mistake, I'm coming out of that room alive no matter what. <laughs> Nobody else is probably thinking that way, but I am. What can I do with this shampoo bottle? <laughs> you, you never know. You got to get creative. <laughs> you know, it's all that prison time I did. <laughs> anyway, let's... uh. This is a Fox News uh, website. I'm going to see how this video plays. It played well for me before, but let's let's check it out. And of course, it doesn't want to give me sound. Oh, here we go. 
over 30 million passengers this Thanksgiving, and it comes as 169 terror suspects were encountered at the southern border last fiscal year, more than the previous six years combined. Air marshals, though, are tied up down at the border instead of on flights where they should be. Sonia Lavasco is the executive director of the Air Marshal National Council. I love the suspendables pin Sonia, she's wearing good morning to from the you. FBI so whistleblowers. There's going to be a record travel day coming up tomorrow with the terror alert high because of everything that's going on in Israel. Give us an update on the situation with air marshals. Are they still getting sent down to the southern border? Carly, nothing has changed since we, we've been fighting this for almost two years. The air marshals are still down on the border. We are not flying right now. We just received an email last week that the resources are depleted as far as our flying air marshals. So we are ushering in illegal immigrants on the border and leaving the travel, traveling public unsafe. So who has the power to change this and get those air marshals back on the planes where they belong? <laughs> well, that's going to be DHS Secretary Mayorkas and TSA Administrator which we have emailed, we have sent letters, we are working with Congress, we're working with Commerce, Science and Transportation Committee, Senator Cruz recently sent out a letter requesting information on why, why are we diverting our only resource to secure our aviation and sending them down on the border. And, and remember, the only thing we're doing on the border is passing out water. We're not doing law enforcement duties. Yeah, you're doing these uh, air marshals are doing administrative work, passing out water, like you said. Has um, Secretary Mayorkas responded? This seems like such an obvious security issue, especially when you just had Christopher Ray testify that the southern border, yes, is a major concern, especially when we don't know who's coming into our country. They don't care. Yes, Secretary Mayorkas has said more than once that the border is secure that the border is secure, so he is not concerned with that. We have, but we all know that the border is not secure. He will not call this a crisis, but now not only is the border destabilized, so is our aviation is destabilized as well. So you're making absolutely no headway on this? Zero. We've made zero headway. Okay, so how many uh, air marshals are on planes right now, and how many do you think uh, there should be to get to a safe level? Well, Carly, we're not we're not flying right now. The only missions that we're doing are Quiet Skies missions, and those are missions that are following the January 2021 people. So we're either on the border uh, for illegal immigrants, or we're following folks from January 2021. We're not doing our regular missions where we're out there looking for the bad guys. So right now, on uh, most flights, you're not going to have air marshals. What do you mean by that? You're following January 2021 people. What does that mean? That means our primary mission is a little group called Quiet Skies. It's a mission called Quiet Skies that we're following people that flew into the national capital region in January 2021. You did not have to go to the Capitol or the yep. rally, and you've been put on a specific list that TSA now has assigned air marshals to follow these people who have not had uh, any type of criminal investigation. They haven't committed a crime, but yet three years later, we're following the same individuals day in and day out. So you're saying that air marshals are now following people they have that been. were at the Capitol. Just in uh, D.C. On January 6th, and they're not tracking terrorists at all. Nope. 
Well, they didn't even have to be at the Capitol, Carly. They could have just flown into the National Capital Region. So if anybody was there for um, a job interview, yep. to visit family, visiting grandma, a gentleman that was there for a funeral, they put put on this domestic terrorist list just because of their geographic location to Washington, D.C. So these people did not even commit a crime. They weren't even at the Capitol. And you're being what? watched those people by the air marshals. Some of them do, because when they go to the airport, they get the quadises on their boarding pass, and then they have to go through enhanced security. Then they're followed by teams of air marshals on, on any leg of flight that they have. So yes, a lot of them do know that they're being followed, yet they haven't been vetted, and they have not committed a crime. And three years later, we're still doing the same duty, and we followed the same people over and over Imagine. for three years who are no threat to this country. Oh my goodness. A lot okay, of people didn't so know that until recently. An average passenger on a plane, how concerned should you realistically be? I think I think you should be very concerned when you're boarding the aircraft. You need to look around to see who you might be able to to ask to help you, like a good Samaritan, because you're kind of you're on your own. If anything happens, please don't wait. There's going to be no law enforcement that's going to help you. So you need to have a plan. Look where the exit doors are. Look where your flight attendants are standing around you. But I would look at other passengers to see. You know, I would be looking around. Look for a fork so you could stab someone in the neck. Guy or a couple big guys in case you needed to take action. Wow. Wow. Well, we had you on to talk about air marshals getting sent to the southern border and you opened up a whole new topic for us to follow so sonia we thank you for that insight and joining us this morning we appreciate it it's that's it's not news it's the uh, i was talking to a buddy of mine and he was one of the original i think it was like 13 air marshals that got hired years and years ago when they first hired them he's not an air marshal anymore obviously but uh, he had said from the current air marshal buddies that he knows that that's all they're doing they're just following people that were in D.C. in January. They're not following any, unless it's a real credible threat that's stuck under their nose. Their primary mission is southern border, January 6th travelers. And again, you could be a Democrat that went, this should piss Democrats off. You could be a Democrat that went to go see grandma, right, in D.C., in the D.C. area. And you're on a list. And you may not know you're on a list until you actually go to the airport and then your boarding pass is flagged and you have to go through the enhanced security. And you'll never know why because I don't think they tell you, oh, you're on a list because of. No, no, no. You're, you're on a list. I don't think they tell you. That's unconfirmed. But if you traveled on an airplane to D.C., in and around that January 4th to January 6th time frame, or it's January 3rd to January 6th, I don't remember, you were on a list. And if you're going to fly, you're going to get enhanced security, and then you're going to be watched by air marshals. It's crazy. Crazy. And yes, there is a stark difference between Fox hosts and MSNBC hosts. Well, you don't like Jen Psaki, Mark Zuckerberg in, uh, in drag? I think that's very, very, um, some sort of phobic. They were transphobic. <laughs> it's very transphobic. Jen Psaki is a Mark Zuckerberg in drag. I, I can't, you can't unsay it. 30 million people, American, listen, 30 million Americans expected to travel. Air marshals are not going to be on your flight. I've never, ever in my, I haven't flown since uh, pre-COVID. I've gone, I've traveled and I've driven. I mean, I don't have a problem flying now, 
I wasn't going to wear a mask flying or anything like that. They were when they were all talking about, well, you need you need vaccines to fly, and then that went away. I mean, I would fly tomorrow if I need to, but I never. It was never in the back of my head. Oh, I hope there's an air marshal on this flight. Me, it was a game to me to figure out who was the guy who was the Fed on the plane that I can point out who the who the air marshal was. I, I would always play that game with myself, but. I'm just I'm I'm a different person, you know. I'm I'm gonna if if something happens, I'm gonna do what I got to do to survive and well, hopefully help the people that are with me or around me because it's just the type of person I am. I'm probably I'm probably on all I'm, I'm I know I'm on lists. I have to be, I have to be, but I haven't gone. I've been in airports, but I haven't been on a plane. So <clears throat> now I'm gonna have to book a flight to see. Wouldn't that be some shit? <laughs> I have to go through enhanced security. And I was no, I haven't been to, I have not been to Washington, D.C. since Trump's inauguration. I've been invited so many times, like some members of Congress and things like that. And I just have not gone. I have no, I have no, my, my daughter wants to go and see all the sites, but I have just really no desire to go to D.C. DC right now because it's a crime ridden shithole. But you have to, the entire Dilly meme team is on a list. Anybody who watches or has a show like that or like this or is a memer and makes the content that they do, I mean, they just, they were able to convict a memer for trolling Hillary Clinton. I mean, it's a matter of time before they, they zone in on another memer and try to make an example, which I'm surprised they haven't already, which should not deter any memer from doing any of their Great meme smithing. But again, we have all these illegal aliens coming in through the southern border. We're, we're wasting resources. There's no security in the skies. And again, there are average American citizens that depend on that security, knowing that, oh, there's air marshals on this flight in case something happens. It's a blanket of security for them. I know people that like that fly, that they they feel safe because they know. They, that there are air marshals on that flight. Well, guess what? There's no air marshals on your flight. And everyone needs to, again, especially with what's going on and the technology abilities and all of the illegals coming in, and especially the special interest illegal aliens that are getting in who are traveling freely in our country from terrorist cell countries, you don't know who's going to be on the flight. You don't know what's going to happen. It's just, it's one of those things. If you want to stay off lists, register as a Democrat, unless you flew to D.C., because if you flew to D.C., no matter what you are, you're on a list. But yeah, I mean, you have a better chance of not being on a list, obviously, if you're some bleeding heart liberal. And that story kind of ties into this one. And again, you know that I don't really, I don't really cover a lot. I don't, I'm not into covering stories that are not happening in America unless it ties us in, like getting involved in a war and sending foreign aid and things like that. But as far as geographically what happens in those countries, I don't give a shit if they all end up big ashtrays. I don't care. I'm America first, baby. That's it. But this kind of ties into it. Terror in the skies, because you will get American civilians on these flights. You will get maybe American flights traveling to these places. Why you'd want to go there, I have no clue. It's just whatever. Whatever floats your boat. Civilian airplanes are getting their GPS hacked over the Middle East, and experts have no idea how to deal with it. And if it's happening there, 
It can happen anywhere. And not that air marshals are going to do anything about this. This is just something. And I'm not trying to instill fear in flying. So many people have phobias of flying anyway. I never did, never have, and never will. My wife is is just beyond airplane phobic. She just won't do it. More so not going up in the air, but for she's very claustrophobic. I don't know. It's just, she just, all those years I used to lock her in a closet and throw old lettuce at her to feed her when we first were together. Maybe that did it, but I, you know, otherwise she learned how to eventually make sandwiches the right way. And I, I was able to let her out of the closet. How many people are going to take me seriously right now? They're probably going to clip that. Look at this. Look at this maggot maggot. Look at this guy. Yeah. He treats his wife. He locks her in a closet and taught her how to make sandwiches. <laughs> Oh, it's great. Brandy with a B in the house. Another great memer. I love when the memers pop in. I can't wait. I'm getting my C3P meme shirt. I can't wait to get it. I'm going to wear it on the show. All right. Experts have no idea how to deal with it. Electronic warfare now endangers unsuspecting civilians with no remedy in sight. Don't be afraid. It has now arisen that scary cyber attacks have altered civilian planes in-flight GPS, causing critical navigation failures on board the aircraft. It's not like they're turning off engines and the planes are crashing. It's they have no navigation and they don't know where to go, and and it, it can cause an issue, obviously, with other planes in the sky, air traffic controllers trying to land at an airport and all that shit. And mind you, we're not talking about one or two statistical oddities. There have been over 50 reports of attacks of this kind. That aviation leaders and expert guaranteed was impossible. Nothing is impossible, people. Nothing is impossible. Oh, yeah, C3P Meme. He's got a website, too. It's probably C3PMeme.com, but just Google it or find. I'm sure it's on there. AP Unfiltered, if you find it, you could throw his uh, his swag website in the chat. He's a big supporter of, of, of the show. He's always popping in, and uh, I'm a big supporter of his. So, go, yeah, he's got, he's got some, cool, uh, some cool swag. I didn't see the website. He just, he ordered cigars. I hooked him up and he was like, Hey, I want to send you a shirt. So I'm, I'm grateful and uh, can't wait to get it. Cause I'm going to rock that shit on the show. So they're saying that this was supposed to be impossible. You know, that the Titanic wasn't supposed to sink either. As technology advances, people are going to find ways to hack it. We know that we can't trust technology. We're talking about people's lives here. And yes, this is happening over the Middle East, and we know all the debacle, the war, the holy war, Israel and Palestine, and blah, blah, blah. They're bombing each other, killing children, bombing hospitals. I don't care. I care that our people are there, and I care that eventually they're going to start dying too. And that's what frustrates me, especially with all the money that we're wasting on these people. And, uh, oh, was it... Was it you, Brandy, with a B, that sent it to me? I had asked the question. You might have. Yeah, I think it was you that sent it to me yesterday. And I will correct myself that the Biden regime did put out a tweet. He put out a statement about the five service members that were killed in the training accident, air quotes, because I don't know if I believe it, in the Mediterranean uh, just a, maybe a week or so ago. And I, I had said, did Joe Biden make any statements? Apparently, they put out a written statement and a tweet. I didn't see anything on camera where it was like, oh, you know, he, he mentioned it anywhere. He was just, he's been blabbering about Turkey singing happy birthday to him and all that shit. But 
I think it was, it might've been you, Brandy with a B that, that actually messaged me about, it. oh, here it is. I didn't see it. So I guess I stand half corrected. He's a piece of shit anyway. <laughs> if that was not enough about these civilian airplanes getting their GPSs hacked, we also learned that the professionals tasked with countering it have no idea how to fix this new alarming security failure. This is the big problem on when they figure out, all right, they do it here. How can they do it in the States because they hate Americans and they want to jihad everybody? Since last August, these electronic attacks have been observed throughout the Middle East, particularly over Israel, Egypt, and Iraq. There was also reports on, on this that uh, Israel might have this technology. I'm not sure. I heard that somewhere as well. The New York Post reported in September, the FAA issued a warning on the safety of flight risk to civilian aviation operations over the spat of attacks, according to Ops Group, an international collection of pilots and technicians who first brought attention to the terror. The attack called GPS spoofing. It's like the spoof cards with the phone call where I can call you and show you a number that's familiar to you and you think that person's calling you. When a navigation system is given counterfeit coordinates, isn't new and applies to all models of transportation. 10 years ago, a group of college students at the University of Texas bragged that they moved an $80 million yacht off its course as a school project. Holy shit. In 2015, a security researcher also hacked the United Airlines flight and modified its course as a warning over security flaws. Hey, look, people, look what we can do. And we're college students. Wow. Look at that. There you go. C3PMemes.com. He's got some swag over there. Go get some swag from C3PMemes. And if any of the memers, listen, Car Blanche, if any of the memers out there have swag you guys want to uh, promote on the show, either you can drop the link or you can tell AP Unfiltered. You can, if you're a memer, you can drop the link. Hog, don't drop any dick pics in the chat. All right? No naked pics with you and Lady Deers killing them. Swag. If you're selling swag as a dilly memer, you go ahead and you drop your links. <laughs> Got to make sure I, I put the the, the hog disclaimer because who knows? Who knows what he'll be dropping in the chat? <laughs> this is crazy. $80 million yacht just from college students is like, oh, yeah, let's mess with the navigation and let's just hey, – we can do this as a security threat. Hey, maybe it's great saying, hey, this is uh, – something we're able to manipulate, you should probably fix your security. It, it probably. Why didn't I see that? Who? Hold on a second. Who just threw $20 in the chat? Why did I not see that? Why do I see it? Oh, Blue Boy Life did. I don't know why I didn't see it where I was looking. I actually happened to look at my phone and, he, and I think he ran out of here, too, didn't he? Blue Boy Life, he put a $20 rumble. I said Super Chat like it's fucking YouTube. A $20 ramble rant. Rumble rant. I can't even talk. Oh, 20 bucks. Blue Boy Life. Thanks. It's going towards January 6th, kids Christmas. Why did I not see it in the main chat? And I, I saw it on the phone. That aggravates me. Sorry about that. <laughs> anyway, hackers have become so sophisticated that they override the airplane's critical uh, inertial reference systems. I thought it said internal, internal, I had to see. Reference systems, the IRS, the brains of the plane. Is that the black box too? I don't know anything about aviation. 
one flight, a Gulfstream G650 from Tel Aviv on October 25th experienced full navigation failure as its sister had marked the plane 225 nautical miles from the actual course. And a Boeing 777 endured spoofing over Cairo airspace and was and was falsely thought to be stationary for a half hour on October 16th as well, according to the group. See, Rocket, I just saw yours, and thank you, 20 bucks. I just saw Rockets. I didn't see Blue Boys. So thank you to both for the $20, for the Rumble Rants, going to the January 6th kids, Christmas Drive. Uh, thank you, thank you. As a matter of fact, on my, I think, I think Monday, I think Monday, I'm going to have Cynthia Hughes from the Patriot Freedom Project on the 3 p.m. show over on LFA TV as a guest. She's going to give us a whole January 6th update and her reaction to all the uh, videos that were released and where to uh, where we're going to go from here. So that's that. So it's pretty crazy. Well, that they could just change the course of giant <laughs> civilian aircraft. It's wild. Um, and Rocket, you ordered some more awesome cigars too. Thank you so much. You're you're out of your mind, Rocket. I'm just gonna say that. From the but I mean that with love from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. Cause I know what you I know what you're doing. <laughs> I'll see it later. And I'll be like, this guy. Hog, this could cause a war. Fake fleet or fighter jets get detected. Oh what happens? What happens when they're in restricted airspace or, or they navigate a civilian plane into restricted airspace? They don't realize, hey, that's not us. That's not us. And then they get shot down by a foreign country's fighter jets. I mean, th that is actually a good point, Hog, that I, to be, I'll be honest with you. I didn't even think of it that way. I'm more thinking of the terror aspect where they can just get planes to fly wherever they want and maybe crash or whatever it is or where you have – these goat fuckers on the ground just blowing planes out of the sky as terror attacks, you know, like Flight 800 out on Long Island, the TWA flights that they swear wasn't shot out of the sky, but I think was shot out of the sky. Anyway, I digress. I get my tinfoil hat on, they'll tell me. I um, I won't forget, Hog, and I, I won't forget, I promise. More, more, uh, more shipments going out on Monday after the holiday. But, uh, yeah, I mean this this could cause a major conflict, and I, I'm I'm more worried about the terror acts aspect in America if they could figure out how to just if they have that technology here and what they might do with flights, especially around the holidays. These two stories are are, are being highlighted because of we're in the holiday season between Thanksgiving and Christmas and all of the traveling. You have winter break coming. All the kids are off from school. Where's everybody going? Christmas break. Blah blah blah. All I'm saying is keep your head on a swivel. It's important. Situational awareness is key because there's a saying going around more relevant than ever. No one is coming to save you. It's a fact. You're either saving yourself and hopefully maybe you're capable of helping some others around you after you're, you're safe, but nobody's coming. And if they are coming, they're not coming to all the... Damage, carnage, and death has already occurred. You just have to remember that. It's 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 a fact. <clears throat> so 
I heard a lot about that show, Coach Dave Live. I got to check him out, 7 a.m. I probably never will because at 7 a.m., I'm going crazy between getting everything together and then getting my 8 a.m. show. But I did hear a lot about that guy. Maybe I'll check out one of his reruns later. We're running out of non-nuclear countries to fuck with. <laughs> you have to always think outside the box. And I, I, I like to pride myself in that as well, thinking outside the box of what am I going to do if this happens? But um, that is an unbelievable – that's a great point about just navigating planes in restricted airspace where they don't know they were in restricted airspace – they're not understanding warnings because they're like, no, we're on. Well, you don't have navigation. You don't know. And then boom, you know, you're, you're before you know it, you don't know where you are and you can't navigate out of that airspace and you're getting shot down by some foreign government or, or our government or who knows, you know, scary stuff with technology. And that's why I don't want a country run by technology completely. I don't. I don't. I want to go back to the 80s, man, the 80s and 90s. That video that uh, I think it was MAGA, was it MAGA De Devil Dog that made it? I played it yesterday, the 80s time capsule video. I played it for my wife, and she was like, she's like, that video made me emotional. I'll tell you what, the first time I watched it, with all the movies and the different music playing, that video is probably, no offense to any memers that are here, Probably one of the, as far as nostalgic-wise, it's one of the best memes that I've seen in a long time. And it, I won't even call it a meme. Like, it is the video montage. It's like four minutes long. And it, I, I watched it about 30, 30 times. And my wife watched it, and she's like, like she got emotional, got teary-eyed. Just remembering our childhood, Right. And then we're like, we have an 11 year old that's never going to experience any of that that was in that video, that music, those movies, how things were. And then we got into the conversation about kids in the neighborhood these days. There are a lot of them, my, my daughter's age. They see each other in school. You know, my daughter has her core girlfriends, but it's different. It's not like when, when I was a kid and we had 30 kids in the neighborhood and everyone was running around playing manhunt on a Friday in the whole neighborhood. And everybody was outside. Nobody had a phone. Nobody had a tablet. Nobody was glued to their video games. And our kids now are never going to experience that. And that video brought back so much memory to, to what it was like. No one will ever be able to live an 80s, 90s childhood again. We, if, if you were... And I'm sure there were other eras that were great, but I, between music and movies and the limited technology that there was, and the, I think those were the, the, the best times. 70s, 80s, yeah. But anyway, be careful out there while you're traveling, people. Please. It's really, really important. Right, before I get into the next story, I think it's about that time for the best cigar commercial of all time. When he salutes the flag, the flag salutes back. When he questions the outcome of an election, the DOJ indicts itself. When he sneezes, people say, God bless America. Cuba imports cigars from him. He is the most patriotic man in America. 
I don't always smoke cigars, but when I do, I smoke Patriots. Stay MAGA, my friends. Mm, my favorite. Can I get one of those? No, Bill. We all know what you like to do with cigars. Patriot Cigars, a premium smoke for freedom-loving Patriots. The Patriot Cigar Company's story started with Alan Jacoby's love of cigars and love of America. There's no better way to celebrate the freedoms we cherish than smoking a premium Patriot cigar. Whether it's TNTs, Moabs, Hellfires, or Mark 48 torpedoes, all Patriot cigars are handmade and blended with 100% long filler premium Nicaraguan tobacco to bring you the smoothest smoking experience imaginable. Patriot cigars are enjoyed by many of MAGA's finest. Do yourselves a favor and order some today. God bless America, and God bless Patriot Cigars. MyPatriotCigars.com, promo code MAGA, 25% off, and you get free shipping on orders over 100 bucks. And we got the merch and the smokes that you all need to build a great brand, help support it. MyPatriotCigars.com, promo code MAGA, 25% off. It's a pretty hefty discount. I don't make a million dollars selling cigars, I'll tell you that. I enjoy doing it. I love the cigar culture, and I love that people are enjoying the product I'm putting out there. So go support it, self-sponsored. I'm not selling and peddling pillows, although I love Mike Lindell. I do. Uh, I'm not out there I'm trying to sell leafy greens and some sort of supplement that makes certain parts of your body work better. No, I'm selling yoga because cigars are my yoga, so go buy some. I'm, I'm looking at the chat. And uh, happy Thanksgiving, Laura. Enjoy work. We'll catch you on the rebound, Laura Ann. But uh, literally, 80s, 80s, 90s was simpler times. I just remember as a kid coming over, they go coming home when the streetlights come on, drinking out of the hose, not worrying about the fluoride and turning the frogs gay. <laughs> yep J jumping our bikes of homemade ramps with no helmet oh my god yep simple times and we'll never get them back we just have to remember them <laughs> i don't have lumpy cigars you asshole <laughs> isn't that what mike lindell said about his pillows lumpy cigars rocket that's great <laughs> all right moving along i got some we got some more stuff i don't know how long we're gonna go for today but we i'm gonna cover everything i have up here where is my mouse there it is all right now we're now we're cooking all right yikes joe biden goes off script as he discusses the fentanyl crisis this guy's always going off script was it the other day he was mistaken taylor swift with britney spears talking about how they yeah, are the turkeys that they'll sang birthday to me 81st birthday completely off his off his rocker he's shot he's done move over it's going to be gruesome newsome as the democrat candidate but joe biden yesterday held a meeting on his administration's effort to stop the flow of fentanyl into the united states remember you know xi jinping Hey, can you do me a favor and just slow it down a little bit? Can we slow the process of killing Americans? Can we do that? Yeah, all right. The fentanyl crisis has gotten worse under Joe Biden thanks to his open border policies and weak position with China because he's getting 10% for the big guy. China owns him. And let's not forget yesterday in Tucson, Arizona, when I spoke about the um, 
300 pounds of fentanyl that they grabbed in Tucson, Arizona. And that's only what they're allowed to catch. Imagine the amount that goes undetected. I'm imagining it's the thousands of pounds. So more than 70,000 Americans die of fentanyl overdose per year. Thanks to Joe Biden's open border policies and his weak position on China again. Joe Biden claimed he is working with Mexico to disrupt the flow of fentanyl. Mexican government is run and owned by the cartels. Who the fuck are we kidding here? Yet, he didn't mention that more than 10 million illegals, I think it's more, have poured over the border on his watch. If they're telling us 10 million, it's got to be 12. It's got to be. 15. Biden also absurdly claimed he's taking China Xi's Jinping at his word that he will crack down on shipments of fentanyl and fentanyl components, the chemicals, the precursor to make the fentanyl to Mexico. That is such bullshit. The the communist dictator is going to slow down enriching himself and those around him who are allowed to enrich themselves and say, okay, Joey Basements, all right, Joey Bribes, I'm going to crack down on the shipments of fentanyl that I'm sending over to Mexico for the huge amounts of money that I'm making from the Chinese chemical companies. Uh, We're all stupid. We're all stupid, right? We are all stupid. Fuck these people. At one point, Joe Biden went off script and seemingly outed one of his neighbors as a drug addict. This guy is just out of his mind. Just it's a sh- it's such a short video. Just just watch. It's literally eight seconds. Just listen to this idiot. It's, uh, it really is an American tragedy. Just in the neighbor I'm in, the next door neighbor, and just tough stuff. What? You live in the White House. You haven't had a neighbor that you spoke to probably since you were a senator. What did he just say? It's, uh, it really is an American tragedy. Just in the neighbor I'm in, the next door neighbor, and just. Tough stuff. Just to, uh, in the neighborhood I'm in, just a na- uh, what? This is like along those lines when he talked about having cancer and and all, and all this shit, driving a truck. Just in the neighborhood I'm in, next door neighbor. Anyway, just tough stuff. I, I can't. This is Joe Biden's only public appearance that was scheduled for the day. Oh, he's going to depart for another vacation. To, uh, last night, he departed for another vacation in Nantucket at one of his donors or friend's house who lives in like a $39 million mansion. While you all go to the grocery store and spend 20 30% more on trying to feed your family for Thanksgiving to give thanks, this senile fuck is got on a plane was going to Nantucket to his friend's $39 million estate to get fed processed turkey through a straw, probably. I don't even think he could chew food anymore. Go get collagen injections in his face. I mean, and whatever they give him, the... Oh, God. (sighs) Yeah, Joe Biden. And to think that these people, these these morons on Twitter, these these leftist surrogates out there, they, these Biden worshipers are, he's a man of action, he's a man of peace, he's a man of his word, and he's going to run for president again. We can really sit here sanely and say that this guy is going to be 
on the Democrat ticket for the 2024 presidential election. Are we really going to convince ourselves of that? I'll tell you this. If he is, I don't even know. I don't even know what to think anymore. If it is a Biden ticket, because I don't think it's going to be a Biden-Harris ticket. I just, I still believe it's going to be a Newsom ticket and Kamala Harris is going to be handed the Florida governorship. I mean, the California governorship. Florida. It wouldn't surprise me either, the way everything's run. I think Kamala Harris is going to, she was, she's not, she's never going to be president of the United States. And she was already a senator. She was already attorney general looking back. Listen, we know you want to be governor of California. We can make that happen. These are the moves. Boom, moves. Gavin Newsom, Joe Biden's off. He's either dead or he's just, hey, he was a, he had a great four years. (laughs) We'll segue him out like we did to Andrew Cuomo. And any other Democrat we're tired of. And then we will give you California and you can go and run that into the ground all you want. And we'll help you, of course. And then Gruesome Newsome is going to be the guy we put against the big bad orange man. Yeah, Nantucket's very close to Martha's Vineyard, which we'll get to that too. Martha's Vineyard, illegal alien child rapist getting arrested on Martha's Vineyard. He was probably hanging out at the Obama household, crawled out of the basement and got caught by ice. But we'll see. Joe Biden, everybody, don't tell Meatball. (laughs) The Meatball. The Meatball's done. DeSantis. He raised $2 million in 48 hours, none of which was from a grassroots fundraiser. Shut up. They're so desperate. He got big endorsements. He got a big endorsement that he paid $95,000 for. Just stop. He got Meatball Republican... DeSantis over here paying $95,000 for endorsements just from people that really, unless you're in, in politics, nobody knows. And then you have Democrats stealing elections in Connecticut and, and, and other places and around the country. That brings us to the next thing. And I uh, talked about this report when it came out uh, maybe a week or so ago. But this is the second. Second Democrat accused of cheating in Connecticut race with absentee ballots in a separate local race after results in the mayor's race were thrown out by a Democrat judge who told them they had to go back and have throughout the results and they had to have another election. The a Democrat judge in Connecticut overturned the results of the Bridgeport Democrat mayor uh, primary earlier this month. Superior Court Judge William Clark ordered a new election to be held, citing bombshell uh, video evidence of election fraud as the basis for his decision. The ruling has far-reaching implications, not just for Bridgeport, but for the entire country, because this goes on everywhere now, as it sets a tremendous precedent for ongoing and future cases involving mail-in ballot fraud. The Gateway Pundit reported in September that mayoral candidate John Gomes' campaign campaign, uh, campaign sorry, released a damning video showing evidence of election fraud in the Bridgeport Democratic primary. The video has prompted an investigation by the Bridgeport Police Department for possible misconduct. The video on the Gomes campaign's Facebook page shows a woman dropping stacks of illegal ballots into an absentee ballot box outside the Bridgeport Government Center where the city's Registrar of Voters Office is located. The Gomes campaign was able to identify the woman in the footage as Wander Geeter Pataki the vice chairwoman of the Democratic town clerk and a vocal supporter of incumbent mayor Joe, who was that? Joe Gannum, who was seeking re-election. Gomes's campaign, 
claims that the video shows Geeter Pataki dropping off stacks of absentee ballots ahead of the September 12th primary. Video surveillance proving that the mayoral election was unequivocally stolen through corruption within City Hall by tampering with absentee ballots, John Gomes said on his Facebook page. This is an undeniable act of voter suppression and a huge civil rights violation. It's time to restore lasting credibility to our city's democracy once and for all. Enough is enough. Yeah. Chick from the mayor's office stuffed the ballots. And this is... We'll see what this video is. From inside City Hall. That's her, I think. <laughs> that, yep, there she is. I rigged this election, motherfucker. Look at this. Look at the ballots in her hand. From inside City Hall. I learned it from the 2020 election, honey child. Is that racist? I'm sorry. Yep. Stuff that foul box. Oh, but wait. There's more. What? Looking around, third deposit, wearing the same clothes. Did she have a corruption uh, conviction? Or was it the mayor? It was the mayor. This is what they do, black communities. They take advantage of them. They disenfranchise their votes. Their very own party. There she is watching. We got this. Have they been charged yet? That's what I want to know. Election stolen. From inside City Hall. Imagine that. Imagine that. Gomes lost to incumbent Mayor Joe Gannam in the Democratic primary by a narrow margin of 251 votes, according to the most recent preliminary count posted on the Secretary of State's website. Gannam won the absentee vote tally, 1,545 to 779, while Gomes led on the voting machines. The Bridgeport Police Department confirmed that they are actively investigating the actions shown in the video. Now a second Democrat is under investigation in Bridgeport for attempting to steal an election. 
Police are investigating Bridgeport, Connecticut council member Maria Pereira for entering an elderly public housing resident's home looking for her absentee ballot in the mail. According to the Connecticut Post, Jillian Baldwin, executive director of Park City Communities, said management received a formal complaint from a concerned family member regarding an unauthorized entry into one of our elderly residents' unit. Baldwin said they also received photos of the person inside the apartment that was sent to the appropriate authorities. Maria says she was helping out an old friend. The senior citizen turned her, turned her in. Council member investigated for voter fraud. According to Jesse Waters from Fox, an affidavit says Maria harassed voters at their doors, harvested ballots, threatened voters, and even tricked people into canceling their votes. Same playbook that Wanda used. Maria was losing her race, uh, city council race, until the absentee ballots were counted. With the absentee ballots, she won by 21 votes. Huh. Huh. Very pre- yeah, Maria is a persistent worker. Here's Jesse Waters talking about the uh, the said fraud. It's investigating another alleged wow. stuffer in Bridgeport. It's a stuffing extravaganza. Her name is Maria Pereira. Maria is on the city council. And even though they're both Democrats, Maria is Wanda's nemesis. She allegedly harvests ballots for the other team. Maria was arrested on election day for assaulting a 70-year-old woman at a polling place. Maria is also being accused of going into an 81-year-old woman's apartment while she wasn't home, (laughs) rummaging through her mail, and looking for an absentee ballot. But Maria says she was just helping out her old friend. Nothing illegal. And Maria couldn't find the ballot, so she left empty-handed. And then the 81-year-old sent the pictures to the city. And Maria was banned from going near the senior citizen building. (laughs) Why would you ban your own friend from your own building? That doesn't make sense, Maria. Helping an old friend. And this isn't the first time Maria is accused of playing around with the election. An affidavit says Maria harassed voters at their doors, harvested ballots, threatened voters, and even tricked people into canceling their votes. Same playbook Wanda used. Wow. It's a stiff stuffing competition, but Maria (laughs) might have outstuffed the stuffer. Maria was losing her race. Then the absentee ballots were counted. She won by 21 votes. 21. And now primetime's demanding the surveillance, the body cams, the mug shots. And we'll have more on that very soon. (laughs) Second, second Democrat accused I mean, it looks like caught red-handed of rigging and stealing an election. Say it isn't so. Just say it isn't so. Democrats don't do that. Democrats don't steal and rig elections. That's a bunch of malarkey. Oh, man. How much of this has gone on in local elections and for how long? Especially with the ballot boxes. And how long is it going to go on until we do away with all of this shit and do away with the election machines and the ballot harvesting and the ballot boxes and go back to election day and hand-counted ballots? <sighs> Maybe a little voter ID would help. Every other country in the world seems to do it, except the United States. India, where like the average income is like $1.25 a day or $1.25 a week. They're all poor and overpopulated. 
every registered voter has a voter ID card. Yeah, look, she did a burglary too, Jobs. Look at the cop. The cop's tingly sense, spidey sense. He's just coming in. Just racking up the charges. Jobs dead over there. Charge her with this. Charge her with that. <laughs> oh, it's great. It's great. Well, while the Democrats are stealing elections, finding ways to rig and steal them, we still have our oversight committee in Congress. I'm going to stop right there for a second. The January 6th tapes were released and more are going to be released. I was talking about this yesterday on the afternoon show over on LFA TV, 3 p.m. Eastern, America First Live. Make sure you're tuning in and following LFA TV over there so that you can get me. And there's a lot of other great shows over there too. Just make sure they don't uh, interrupt your morning show with me. <laughs> anyway, we need to hold their feet to the fire, members of Congress, and I think it's a call to action. They come back after the holiday. And we need to start flooding congressional phone lines again and tell them that we demand a new January 6th select committee. A new January 6th select committee that they can review the, the new tapes that are out there, that they can bring in the four celebrity cops that lied to the original January 6th select committee. So they can bring in Adam Kinzinger, Liz Cheney, and all of the other lying members of the January 6th committee and depose them in a public setting. They need to bring in every police officer that worked as Capitol Police that day, D.C. Metro, everyone who wore a body cam, everyone who was on a roster of active duty that day, and bring them in and question their orders and their actions of that day, like throwing gas grenades into crowds unprovoked. Because I, I believe that the January 6th tapes will exonerate a lot of people. However, I also think there will be some gut punches that we're not going to like. But... Not as many as exonerations. I think it's up to us as the American people, and I think you need to spread this message that we need to, again, melt phone lines for the members of Congress and demand the same attention to these January 6th tapes and, and referring whatever it is they have to do to expose the lies and expose that this was f the federal government that incited this. Or we're going to remember that they did nothing. If they don't form some type of other January 6th investigation committee to investigate the original investigation, the Hollywood production that they put on on primetime TV, we have a problem. And it's up to us to hold their feet to the fire and make sure that this happens, at least put the pressure on. Because if we just sit back and say, oh, look, there's the website. We can watch the tapes until we're blue in the face. That's not enough. It's not enough. So there's a lot of the videos from the body, uh, police body cams already out there. I think it was yesterday, the day before, the Gateway Pundit had it. I actually dropped that link in the chat. Even you had Officer Fanon's body cam. I don't know if it's all of them, but there were a lot of links to the body camera footage. It's on the Gateway Pundit. You just have to go back and pull it up. I have it saved somewhere. And they need to go through them all. But they need to bring these people in under oath, not just some four cops that told a, a fake story and one of them got a CNN uh, contributor job. They need to bring in that scumbag murderer that shot Ashley Babbitt in the face in cold blood. They need to bring him in, who got a gold medal and promoted to captain. They need to bring all of these people in. 
And those that refuse to come in, they need to be held in congressional contempt and arrested. Just like they did to Republicans. Just like they did to Steve Bannon. Just like they did to Peter Navarro. And whoever else they might have done it to. It needs to happen, but it's not going to happen unless we stand up and demand that the next step be taken. Because the tapes are released. Now what? We need to make the moves in order maybe to release some January 6th hostages, as we like to call them. So I ask anybody and everybody who's going to watch this or is watching this after the holidays, and I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep saying it every day. Did you call your member of Congress yet and demand that they start a new January 6th committee in light of the tapes that are released? And I'm going to tell you what, don't just call you because you might have a Democrat congressman. Don't just call yours. Go down the list. If you have 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes a day, go down the list of all the Republicans and call them all. I don't call just my congressman. My congressman is a cuck piece of shit, Anthony D'Esposito, rhino. But I will light his phone up. He doesn't give a shit. He doesn't give a shit about January 6th. He doesn't give a shit about Donald Trump. He's an establishment cuck. There are a lot of them out there, but melt their phone lines anyway. Because I will call him. I will call Troy Nels. I'll call Byron Donalds. I'll call Matt Gates. I'll call Corey Mills. I'll call Andy Biggs. I will call and melt their phone lines until my fingers are tired. And I ask that you take some time each day or a big block of time one day, whatever it is, and do your part and make these phone calls. Call their DC offices, harass their staffers, do not threaten anybody, and just say, as an American voter, I demand that this member of Congress press for a new January 6th committee to be formed. And especially the new Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, there should, his, you should either be getting a busy signal on his phone or somebody to say, when is the next January 6th committee based off these tape releases going to be formed? Ask the question and demand it. So let's do it, people. Call to action. Phone lines must melt. But that bring I segued because that just the whole January 6th tape release, but the oversight committee, again, they're throwing their subpoenas out. I'm hearing there's already rumors that the Biden's uh, subpoenas, they're trying to ignore them or deflect them. And I hope if they try to do that, that they are held in contempt, congressional contempt, just like they did to Republicans. But here, new. House Republicans subpoena top prosecutor who rejected search warrants at Biden's residence as part of their impeachment inquiry. I think it's an important question to ask on to this prosecutor is why did you reject the search warrants for Joe Biden's residence or Hunter Biden's residence, whoever, wherever they were to search, why did you say no? What were you afraid of? They're, they're going to, they're going to fall on whether it wasn't sufficient evidence or a, a uh, you know, a, a cause to, to, to search, which is all bullshit. But House Republicans are slowly inching toward a formal impeachment inquiry. Again, I'm more concerned about an impeachment inquiry, inquiry, actually an impeachment of Alejandro Mayorkas and then going after meritless Merrick Garland. Joe Biden's not getting impeached. He's not getting removed from office. I get it. The optics, the headlines, the proof, the the congressional record, blah, 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 blah. Okay. 
what's next? Now let's focus on the January 6th bullshit. A new committee. What are we doing with that? We need some fucking accountability. We need more chaos because with chaos brings accountability. Let's bring the chaos to Congress demanding we should not be allowing them to breathe until they have a January 6th committee set up investigating what's all the lies that went on in the previous January 6th committee. Why was their evidence destroyed? Why did they shred all the records? Why was everything from that committee just deleted like it didn't happen after the midterms? Why did that happen? Bring in cuck boy Adam Kinzinger, bring in Liz Cheney, bring them all in. Demand it. <clears throat> the GOP-led House Judiciary Committee subpoenaed Leslie Wolf, a top Delaware prosecutor who ran interference in the Hunter Biden investigation for testimony in their impeachment inquiry. Recall that Assistant U.S. Attorney Leslie Wolf blocked a search warrant at Joe Biden's Delaware residence due to optics. Optics. Everything's fucking optics. Even though she agreed. Oh, she agreed there was probable cause. I didn't even see that part. That was the word I was looking for. I had a brain fart. Probable cause. There was probable cause. She agreed there was probable cause for a search warrant. But because of optics and what it would do, she wouldn't. Get rid of that piece of shit that's in the chat right now with your, with your nonsense call for an appointment. Go, go, go spam somewhere else. Assholes. <laughs> Joe Biden's DOJ blocked two search warrants and multiple felony charges against Hunter Biden, according to IRS whistleblower Gary Shapley. Well, guess what? They all need to be brought in. I am blowing the whistle because the U.S. The Delaware U.S. Attorney's Office, Department of Justice, Tax, and Department of Justice provided per, uh, – hold on, I just lost my place. Oh, sorry. Preferential treatment and unchecked conflicts of interest in an important and high-profile investigation of the president's son, Hunter Biden, IRS whistleblower Gary Shapley told lawmakers back in July. And they tried to discredit that guy as a disgruntled IRS employee with grievances. So he's going to say he's a whistleblower and make up lies. That's what Democrats love to do. Except that when it's one of their whistleblowers, they love their whistleblowers. But they'll never identify their whistleblowers. They'll bring a whistleblower surrogate and shit like that. Shapley previously told lawmakers that an assistant U.S. attorney in Delaware working on Hunter's case rejected a search warrant for Joe Biden's Delaware home in 2020. Why? A separate search warrant for Hunter Biden's storage locker was also blocked by Joe Biden's henchmen. Why? Assistant U.S. Attorney Leslie Wolf cited the optics of executing a search warrant of President Biden's residence as a deciding factor for not allowing it, even though she agreed that probable cause existed, Shapley said over the summer. The House Judiciary Committee, chaired by Jim Jordan, subpoenaed Leslie Wolf on Tuesday, demanding testimony on December 7th. House Republicans are demanding testimony on December 10th, 7th from a top prosecutor on the Hunter Biden investigation as part of their impeachment inquiry into the president, according to a subpoena reviewed by Politico. Bring them all in. Very interesting to see what this prosecutor will say. With why, why did, if you had probable cause, why were you trying to protect the president? You had probable cause to search his residence. Why didn't you? Because of optics?
<clears throat> I mean, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see who shows up for these subpoenas and what they have to say. That's that's going to be the the uh, how many they're going to snub their nose. They're going to say, "Oh, we don't have to come in. We're going to get our high, our high, our high paid Democrat lawyers because they they're very good at lawfare to to block them, or they're just going to come in and they're all going to be programmed." to take the fifth on every question, every question. We'll see. We'll see what they do. I have no faith in how the system works. And yes, we have to keep throwing shit at the wall to see what sticks. Because they're all, listen, they're in a panic. They know that they're all on the verge, a lot of them being held accountable, especially the lower levels. They know. So what they're doing in the media Screaming and yelling, you have that idiot Dave Goldman, Dan Goldman, that representative from New York talking about how Donald Trump needs to be eliminated. In other words, he needs to die or needs to just get arrested. Something needs to happen to him. They're terrified of him walking back into the Oval Office because they know it's retribution 2024. And again, I'll keep saying it. I am all about it. The Revenge Tour 2024, where literal, literally leftist talking heads are having meltdowns, unhinged meltdowns of the possibility that Donald Trump could walk into the Oval Office once again, that their own polling says so, that they're sitting there going, we can't believe it. He might... He might pull this off. No, he's going to pull this off. We, the people, are going to pull this off. Or it's going to be absolute fucking chaos for who knows how long. MSNBC. He will execute whoever he is allowed to in prison. This is how crazy these people are. MSNBC's Joe Scarborough goes on unhinged tirade over the possibility of Donald Trump returning to the White House. Could you imagine? Trump's dire words raise new fears about his authoritarian bent. What? As President Trump continues to surge in both the primary and general election polls, Democrats and the corporate media are starting to get scared. They're fucking terrified. They didn't think this was going to happen. They were like, he's not going to beat DeSantis. He's not going to have incumbent numbers. He's not going to be at 60%. He's not going to be Joe Biden in the polls. He's not going to keep Ron DeSantis at single digits. They can't believe what's happening. Joe Scarborough perfectly exemplified his, his fear Tuesday morning during his ridiculous, ridiculously named show Morning Joe. Oh, let's oh let's let's listen to this. Hold on. This is gonna be great. Yeah, have a responsibility to to really to tune out the voices of of the haters, of of the people that are constantly uh double shilling and triple checking and shilling for him and suggesting Sick. that somehow they're being biased, bending over backwards, treating him like a normal candidate. He's not a normal candidate. He is running to end American democracy as we know it. He's an authoritarian who a, a court uh, in, in Colorado two days ago ruled that, that he led an insurrection against the United States government. 
He's charged with leading schemes to help overthrow the United States government. So, <laughs> so if they want to frame it uh, that schemes. way, that's fine. If you, if you want to be fair, if you want to be fair, then you will frame this uh, as uh, Joe Biden being the candidate that supports American democracy. Oh, my and Donald God. Trump, a candidate who supports a new form of government here that's authoritarian. It's what really does that, that even simple. mean? And by the way, Reverend Allen, people go, oh, you can't compare him he to past kidding. Nazi leaders. You can't compare him to this past Nazi leader or that Nazi leader. leader. Because he hasn't done that. Well, what hasn't he done? He hasn't done the things that the American judicial system did not allow him to do last time, but may very what did well he allow do? him to do this time or a judicial system that will be ignored by Donald Trump and ran over by Donald Trump to create the greatest constitutional crisis of our lifetimes. Just because That's what he the Democrats want to do doesn't mean he won't do it when he gets a chance to do it. And if he is voted into office, then a lot of these people that are talking about literal or figurative or whatever the hell they're saying, you're going to look like idiots. Uh, because he will do, he will get away with, he will imprison, he will execute whoever he's allowed to imprison, execute, uh, 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 drive from the country. Just look at his past. It's not really hard to read. Only Again, the only thing that stood between him and the destruction of American democracy was the federal judiciary. No doubt about it. And and I think that uh, when we talk about framing this. First of all, Al Sharpton that whole time was thinking about how much he used to love Donald Trump until he decided to run as a Republican and all the money, all the grifting that uh, Al Sharpton did and Jesse James and all them. I know. I thought it was a picture too. Al Sharpton. He's like, I, he, he's another one. When they stabbed him, they should have twisted the knife. I, I like, <laughs> This is with the mainstream media now, and it's it's going to get worse. Literally, wait until Donald Trump wins the primary. People like old Scarborough here, he's gonna he's gonna lose it. You unhinged now, Nazi leaders. Donald Trump tried to overthrow the government. Donald Trump got on Marine One with Melania Trump and said, "Fuck this, I'm going home." There will be a new fight on a new day. And he left. And he left. And there was a peaceful transition of power. There you go. Here are the keys. It's all yours. And then everything that Donald Trump said would happen has happened or is happening. They neglect to talk about all. You're telling me that Joe Scarborough's Investment accounts weren't better under Donald Trump. If you threw him on a lie detector right now and you asked him the question, were your investments better, your financial portfolio better under Donald Trump? You think he would answer truthfully? I mean, come on. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I haven't seen any memes on this guy yet. Uh, maybe the meme team's working overtime for, for, for what just went on here, but...
He's going to he's going to imprison and execute everybody and he's going to ignore the judicial system. Donald Trump who just wants to see America succeed and wants to stop the destruction of the Democratic Party. Wow. Wow. And he he's gone I mean we ha- we have a responsibility to tune out the voices of the haters who are constantly shilling for him, bending over backwards for him, like he, Donald Trump, is a normal candidate. He they they say he's running to end American democracy as we know it. That he's not a normal candidate. This is mainstream media's way for campaigning for Joe Biden and the Democratic Party because without the Democratic Party in control, the mainstream media loses footing. They are the propaganda arm of the sick, totalitarian, leftist wing. That's what they are. And they say Donald Trump is an authoritarian. No, he's not. Where where is there any 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 evidence of that? <laughs> Come on. If you want to be fair, you'll frame it as Joe Biden who supports American democracy. Where? Where does Joe Biden inf- enforce American democracy? And then the, now they're going to do this. A, a court in Colorado ruled he led an insurrection, but in the same sentence said, but he has to stay on the ballot because he didn't violate the 14th, Section 3 of the 14th Amendment and engage in insurrection or sedition. But they won't say that part out loud. They'll only say what some leftist judge said in a court transcript, that he led an insurrection. But the FBI, as corrupt as they are, correctly said that there was no insurrection. And no one was charged with insurrection. They don't, but that's not the narrative. That's not what they people need to hear. He will imprison, he will execute whoever he's allowed to imprison and execute. Where does anyone in the United States government as president have the right to imprison and execute anyone? Oh, he's gonna weaponize the DOJ? You mean he's gonna activate the DOJ to investigate the corruption of the previous DOJ who actually are continuing to politically prosecute and persecute American citizens who they have air marshals hunting down on flights because they were at a job interview in DC or visiting grandma in DC, not even anywhere near the Capitol or the people that legally were able to assemble in the unrestricted area on January 5th or 6th. It's in the Capitol police report, but now they're hunting them with bear cats and SWAT teams because now all of a sudden that's a restricted area. And it, there was no signage of a restricted area. Or in fact, in the report, it was an unrestricted area around the grounds of the Capitol. <laughs> desperate people do desperate things. And the commies are scared now. Absolutely right. And they're going to get desperate. Mainstream media is going to get desperate. Wait. Just wait till after the holidays when it really amps up. You'll see some stuff now. And then wait till the primary hits. Forget about it. We have seen nothing yet. This will be the most monumental, bloody, figuratively, presidential campaign and election 
I think, in American history. I truly believe in American history. We, we, we've seen nothing like this, and we will never see anything like this again. This is not just a fight to have someone that we support in the presidency. This is literally a fight to save the republic. And when you hear the terms, the, the term, this is the final battle, it truly is. Because I don't know what's next if we lose this. It's crazy. He will imprison. He will execute whoever. Well, I hope now that he leads his DOJ and the DOJ leads their investigations and is actually able to expose the corruption and the crimes and they're able to prosecute, convict, and imprison. And if need be, if it's treason, well, we all know what the penalty for treason is in this country if you're convicted of it, right? Yeah. And those they should do in the Rose Garden. That I agree with. Fuck these people. I will say it every time. Let's get back to some great news, which I think is great news. I've been trying to cover this story for two days, and every time I, I go to do it, it's like either something else came up or just went by the wayside. And I, it's, it's, I should have not done that. This happened on the 19th. Came out on the 19th. U.S. Marines versus cuck thugs outside an Austin nightclub. Now, I'll bring this up. I know a lot of Marines. I've hung out with groups of Marines, and I actually witnessed it single-handedly with my own eyes uh, once, where with a bunch of Marines, somebody, in this situation, it was, Somebody's drunk girlfriend strayed from her boyfriend and his group of friends and wandered over to where the strapping young Marines were hanging out. And I was right there. I was with them. There's a few bunch of us. I was actually with, uh, so I was in a kilt. I play in a bagpipe band for the county fire service here. And uh, there was a few of us there. And we were at an event together. And this girl came right up and asked a Marine if she could buy him a drink. No one knew where she was, who she was with. And the Marine said, how about I buy you a drink? Cause I'm a gentleman. And she said, okay. Nobody knew again, who she was with until after he buys her a drink. And now she's there. And then she brings a friend over who happened to find out later was a girlfriend of somebody else. The Marines didn't approach them. They of course approached the Marines. No, you're absolutely right. There's nothing like a jarhead fight, especially when it's in person. I will tell you that. Um, one of the guys sees it, who happens to be not one of the boyfriends, but a friend of one of the boyfriends, and then says, hey, look what's happening over there. One of the boyfriends comes over. It was like a meathead. And he says, oh, he says, yells at his girlfriend, grabs her by the arm very roughly. Actually, I can imagine him smacking her around as, yo, you know, what are you doing? And in, in not so nice terms. And of course the Marine said, whoa, man, relax. She, she was just having a conversation. And then of course that hostility was now he has to like a dominant dog, like short of pissing all over his girlfriend, show his dominance. And he pushed the Marine. That was his first mistake because then two other Marines came over and said, whoa, 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 whoa. They tried to deescalate it. Three of the guys came over that were not Marines and pushed those Marines. I stepped back. I, I knew it was going to happen. 
There was about 12, 15 Marines in the place, and they were all spread out throughout the bar. And in a matter of seconds, every Marine was in this ball of Marines. There was not another Marine left in the bar. It's like they have this call. Like once something happens to a Marine in uniform, it's like on. And it was on. Cops came. There were broken windows in the bar. I shit you not. The pinball machine was broken. There was about a half a dozen people taken out by handcuffs. Not one of them was a Marine. And uh, one of the guys actually had a knife and pulled it on a Marine. And we didn't see it first. We found out later. I will say, Marines, if you see a group of them and you think you're going to you know, have a problem with one, realize you're going to have a problem with all of them. And this is what happened here. And I love to see it. It's like, a, it's a feel good story. Remember back in the day when you used to really just see a group of service members out at a bar or whatever it is. And you know, just look at them and say, these guys are charged with serving our country. And, and, and there's, there's morale, there's camaraderie and you love it. And there, every time I see that, I want to buy them a drink. Or if I see a uniformed service member in a deli or something like that, and I, I watch and see if I have an opportunity and I will step up to buy that guy a meal because I know how the government treats these people financially and everything else, I will do that. I always do it. Whether it's coffee or a meal, I'll, I'll do it. Whatever happened here, but they saw they the, these group of thugs, again, they learned a very valuable and painful lesson. You don't pick a fight with uniformed Marines when there's a bunch of fucking uniformed Marines around. And typically when there's one, they never really travel in as a single. They usually travel in a pack when they're out. And that's what happened here. We're going to go right to the, to the video. And again, I love to see it because if you're going to be shitty to Marines, oh, you know what? You're going to get schooled. Look, you know it's over a girl. And you saw the Marine, he's like trying to de-escalate, and boom, he gets swung on. Here we go. Boom, they know. Yeah. This guy's moving the scooter out of the way. He knows it's on. He knows. That's it. And that, he was waiting, that guy. Like, that's it. It's over. You're not going to do this. Here comes Texas Department of Safety. They know. You guys are messing with Marines? You know, Austin is leftist blue bubble hellhole. It truly is. This guy's chanting USA. Remember when people respected service members? They don't get respected anymore. This guy's mad his patent leather shoe got scratched. Worried about getting reprimanded. Tempers are flared. You know what? You don't you don't mess with them. I don't know where they thought that that was a smart idea. Now, I don't know. I got to look back in the story. I don't think 
any of the Marines got locked up. I would hope not. A small group of thugs learned the painful lesson last night after picking a fight with members of the proud U.S. Marines. Now a video of the encounter has gone viral across social media. The footage shows plainclothed individuals confronting the Marines outside the Voodoo Room nightclub in Austin. After words are exchanged, one of the men decides to take a wild swing at a Marine, which instigates an all-out brawl. The military men knock down one thug after he lands three shots on a Marine. While he's on the ground, he experiences the full might of these Marines as they rain multiple blows on him. Do you realize, like, what, what, what you're doing? And I'll tell you, because someone said to me, oh, well, what if, what if the guy in the plain clothes was a military member? Then they would know better not to fuck with a group of Marines while they're out in uniform. It would have never escalated like that. If the guy was a veteran, I don't believe it would. And I, I think a lot of people would agree with me. Um, let's see. Another bully can be seen getting roughed up by the Marines before the cops finally managed to bust up the brawl before he and his crony got seriously hurt. The cops proceed to place one low life in custody while they form a wall preventing more interactions between the military members. And the thugs. Additional cops then arrived on horseback to provide assistance at the scene while an unrelated fight starts a short distance away. Listen, everybody's drunk. This is what happens. That's why it's just, I, the whole alcohol thing, getting shit faced. I mean, I've had my days of partying, but it's just, I look at it now and it's, wow. Nowadays, <laughs> really have some major problems. Back when I was doing it, times were easier, it seemed. The witnesses during the brawl appeared to be cheering on the Marines. For example, one can be clearly be heard chanting USA, USA after police break it up. The fight reportedly began after a mad woman snatched a phone and threw it in the streets. She was smacked by mistake by one of the instigators uh, she was with. Now the question is whether the Marines will end up getting charged for their actions, even though it was a clear case of self-defense. Considering the incident occurred in the most liberal city in Texas, do not be surprised if the district attorney decides to bring charges. Should this occur, Governor Abbott, Hot Wheels needs to step up and take immediate action. Agreed. I'm hoping that none of the Marines get charged and uh, realize what the story was and they have the witnesses and it's all on video. Don't fuck with the U.S. Marines. Be smart. Do not mess with U.S. Marines. You know, the military has their own internal problems. And uh, booze is fight juice for me. Yeah, I mean, I don't get like that when I, when I drink. I, I don't. There are certain things I, I can't drink that gets me just, and I don't. I, I literally, I barely drink. And for a cigar smoker, as, as big into cigars I am, I like to drink uh, coffee with cigars. I, I don't even like you know, an occasional bourbon or I can't get drunk anymore. I can't handle the hangover. It takes me like two days. It's horrible. I can't do it. And I don't want to do it because I hate that feeling. Anyway, this is a shitty story. I got a few more things and then we'll call it a day for Thanksgiving Eve. Tomorrow's the big day, right? Today, it's Wednesday. Today's Thanksgiving Eve. Don't go out tonight, people. It's amateur night. Don't go out. North... Dakota Air Force Base warns airmen, this is great, against attending pro-Trump Tyler Bauer, I don't even know how to say his name, I'll just call him Bauer, rally of Turning Point USA or risk jeopardizing military career. Listen, Turning Point USA is nothing but a grifting conservative organization. Charlie Kirk, big head Charlie Kirk, one of the biggest grifters in the game. 
I personally can't stand them. I call Turning Point USA Turning Point US gay because of what it's become. They like conservative. What is the the MAGA trans woman? Give me a break. Or you have all these homosexual conservatives, like just that that they like, they want to just parade around. It's a grift. It's a huge platform. Yes, it, it it's it needs to be used, I guess, to to project the conservative movement and conservative candidates to voter base. I just don't like the whole grifting end of it and what Charlie Kirk did to it. That's just me. With that being said, this is complete bullshit. Where the Air Force, the base warns airmen against attending a pro-Trump rally or a pro-Trump, whoever this Tyler Boyer is, Boer, whatever the hell, I guess a Turning Point USA ambassador, or you jeopardize your military career. Controversy is brewing at a North Dakota Air Force base after its leadership issued a warning to service members cautioning against attending a downtown rally featuring a pro-Trump speaker. The message shared with personnel via text, or with personnel, sorry, I didn't see the end there, Personnel via text advised individuals to exercise caution downtown and highlighted the potential dangers associated with the Dakota Patriot rally because we're all very dangerous right-wing extremists, which took place on November 17th at the state fairgrounds in Minot. I don't know if I said that right. I don't care either. Minot, Minot, Minot. Is it? I don't know. Do you say the T? Is the T silent? I don't know. Don't care. The message... The warning specifically noted concerns of confrontational behavior toward military members during the event. Additionally, the message mentioned that the rally would feature a guest speaker, Tyler Bauer from Turning Point USA, categorized as an alt-right organization. What is this alt-right shit? Below is the message shared on the Air Force AMN slash NCO slash SNCO Facebook page. Leaders, please exercise caution if downtown this weekend. I've included a text from the 5SFS slash CCF. Please pass along to your team and ask them to be careful and reach out for any concerns. We just got word of an event going on at the fairgrounds downtown called Dakota Patriot Rally. Its guest speaker is from an alt-right organization called Turning Point USA, Turning Point Action, same thing. Please advise your folks that if they're going to be downtown this weekend, it's good to be cautious as the crowds this event may attract could be confrontational to military members. Find me Trump supporters, pro-conservative values who are going to be confrontational against our service members. Please, please show me that. Holy shit. Additionally, Please remind them that participation with groups such as Turning Point Action could jeopardize their continued service in the U.S. military. So if a uniformed member shows up at a Turning Point USA rally or what they perceive as an alt-right rally or event, they can jeopardize their continued service in the U.S. military? What, what is going on? And here is the actual text that I just read that went out. That's from the Facebook page. Turning Point Action in response has expressed outrage over the base's message. A spokesperson for the organization spoke with Fox News and criticized the base leadership 
for disouting service members from associating with conservative groups. The spokesperson emphasized that Turning Point Action is a mainstream conservative group, not alt-right. They also highlighted Tyler Bauer's credentials, noting his role as COO of Turning Point Action and his history as a political organizer. Alt-right. Extremist. Holy shit. The spokesperson's statement called for a congressional hearing and investigation into the matter, arguing that such warnings are unjustified and harm the relationship between the military and conservative organizations. And of course, you know, Charlie Kirk put out a statement. I don't really care what he had to say. What I do care about is Representative Congresswoman Anna Paulina Luna out of Florida. Matt Gates put out a tweet. Whoever thought sending this message out was a good idea is definitely going to be answering questions under oath in the Armed Services Committee. And then he tagged Representative Jim Banks, Corey Mills, and Mark Alford. And Anna Paulina Luna tagged the U.S. Air Force and shared Matt Gates' tweet and said, See you in D.C. I like to see that. Who sent that out? Who sent that out? They should be held accountable and questioned. The military can't join a pro-USA rally. Yeah, it's a fucking twilight zone. It's clown world. Representative Jim Banks is now demanding answers from the Air Force. The Biden DOD has declared war on its political enemies. I am demanding answers from the Air Force about this partisan weaponization of our military. Representative Mark Green wrote, if true, this is a serious violation of DOD policy. When out of uniform and off base, our service members have the constitutional right to attend political events. Well, and then Senator Kevin Kramer released the following statement. First of all, if somebody disguised as a leader at Mano Air Force Base actually put out this hyper-partisan left-wing political message, they need to rescind it immediately. They need to apologize for it profusely, and then they need to encourage the airmen at Mano Air Force Base who are inclined to attend a conservative, traditional American values rally to do exactly that and bring a friend. Then that leader the so-called leader, needs to be removed from their position. Unfortunately, these left-wing political messages are way too common in our military these days, and generals wearing dog masks, and that needs to be stopped. We need to get our military focused on what they're supposed to be doing, and that is their own mission. They'll all have a collective mission and individual missions. At Minot, they just happen to carry the heavy burden, responsibility, and great honor of having two of the three legs of the nuclear triad. In other words, they are as responsible, if not more responsible, than anybody in the world for deterring our enemies, the enemies of freedom, the enemies of America, and the enemies of America's allies. We need them to get focused on that and get off the DEI bullshit woke nonsense. I added bullshit. That's infiltrated our military and now infiltrated North Dakota. Let's get to the mission. Oh, noise reducing curtains. How about you go fuck yourself? Get out of my chat. C3P memes in the house. We actually plugged your uh, your merch site, C3P memes. I told everybody how you're sending me a shirt, and I can't wait to wear it on the show. And then AP Unfiltered, people were asking, hey, wait, C3P memes got merch? So we, we threw your your site in the, in the chat. Hopefully people go buy merch from C3P memes. He's got great stuff. I think that person was actually selling meat curtains. <laughs> Photos of meat gardens. I'm not going to get into any more of that. I think you know where I'm going with that. But that's the only meat gardens that they're selling in these chats. It, and they, they might be soundproof depending on... I get it. Oh, my God. What's wrong with me? All right. I got like three more things. 
<laughs> and when and and we're gonna we're gonna call it a day. Throw in the chat what you're doing for Thanksgiving. Someone who just said they were driving a hundred miles to dinner. Jesus Christ, you must be hungry. Speaking of hungry, speaking of hunger. Oh, dead. Meat curtains. Migrants get free turkeys for Thanksgiving ahead of low-income New Yorkers. A lot of low-income New Yorkers, a lot of project housing. New York City. I've, I've worked in them for a long, long time. And now illegal aliens are getting free turkeys for Thanksgiving. Ahead of low-income American citizen New Yorkers who struggle every day because of the crime rates and the economy set forth by, unfortunately, the people they vote for. Doesn't mean they deserve to be held back from receiving a Thanksgiving free turkey over an illegal alien that came over months ago and broke so many rules to get here and probably continues to break American laws while they're here every day. Low-income New Yorkers living in public housing saying newly arrived migrants have been in first in line for free turkeys ahead of the Thanksgiving holiday as public resources are strained from illegal immigration. According to local reports and interviews, New Yorkers living in public housing are competing against tens of thousands of newly arrived illegals in New York City when it comes to meals this Thanksgiving. Low-income people living in low-income public housing they can't get food and turkeys for Thanksgiving, but the illegal aliens that are living in luxury hotels on the city's dime are beating them in line getting the turkey. And I guess they're having a problem vetting them. Oh, I just came from my five-star hotel room that the city's paying for while you're living in public housing for the last 20 years of your fucking life with cockroaches and sticky linoleum floors. And I'm going to get a free turkey to go back to my five-star hotel in New York City. <clears throat> bizarre, very bizarre. The aliens, why do we have to take the butt of everything? New York, New Yorker Georgia Butler told Fox 5, New York in an interview. This community is already suffering. The aliens were first in line for the turkeys this morning, Butler continued. They tell you to be there at 11 o'clock. You get there at 10.30, 10.45, but they're already out there. The line is from over there to over there, around the block. Oh, here, here we go. A food fight in one neighborhood in Queens between NYCHA tenants and newly arrived migrants. Aliens. Rodriguez shows us how tensions are growing with not Get rid of food them. to go around. Why do we have to take the butt of everything, okay? This community here is already suffering. You know jobs, the Dad, you know. living in NYCHA's Queensbridge houses look forward to the mobile food pantries that show up weekly. But over the past year, they have witnessed 8,000 migrants move into their neighborhood, and they have also noticed the migrants are also starting to take their stuff. They was first online for the turkeys this morning. If they tell you to be there at 11 o'clock, you get there like... Let me tell you, I, I got to pause it for a second. I worked in this area where the, Queen, the Queensbridge housing uh, projects are. You don't fuck with people from Queensbridge housing projects. You don't. I mean, it could get... It used to get really, really dicey. A lot of these public housing, the drug deals, the crimes, and I'm shocked that people aren't getting shanked in the project courtyards for their turkeys, the illegal aliens, knowing. They don't know. They don't know, but they, they might be able to find out. Oh, man, Job's Dead, former NYPD. He just said it great because it's so it's so true. I remember working the holidays and having going to the projects for, uh, for calls. 
best dinners were in the in the PJs. Each floor had a different flavor, <laughs> different odor, different flavor. You went from like from from turkey or chicken roasting to to curry being cooked. It was it was always something different in the housing projects in New York City. 10.30, 10.45, but they already out there. The line is from over there to over here. Free food giveaways, especially during the holidays, have become a source of tension between longtime New Yorkers struggling to get by and newly arrived migrants who are using the system to survive. A month ago, one altercation got so heated between a resident and a migrant, someone ended up in the hospital. Mm. We would never turn anyone away for a meal, but there simply just is not enough for both NYCHA residents and the migrant shelter residents. Council member Julie Wan says she alerted the mayor to the growing tension in her community and was able to get $50,000 to increase the number of hot meals served inside NYCHA's. But she's concerned the mayor's new budget cuts will only put further stress on a community of already living in scarcity. People are going hungry right now. People are frustrated with not having enough to eat, not having heat and hot water in their shelters or in their houses in NYCHA. And people want to make sure that they just have our their basic needs met like any human would. NYCHA is New York uh, City Housing Authority, NYCHA. They call it NYCHA for short, if you didn't get that. Um, I'm sorry, but the low-income New Yorkers who live in the housing projects, and they don't live there for free. It's, it's, it's you know, government, you know, rent-controlled and all that. Cinderblock walls, linoleum floors, your bare basics. It's, it's real shit living, real shit living. Like you don't have sheetrock walls. You have cinderblock walls. And those kids look like they didn't miss too many meals. These illegal aliens should be getting nothing. Nothing. I, especially now. This, nothing. I'm sorry. I, and you can call me callous. You can call me whatever the hell you want. These people that lived in these neighborhoods... For generations in these housing projects, a low income, just it's New York City, man. You want to hand out free meals? You want to hand out free turkeys? They get them first. If there's any left, first come, first serve. Figure out a way to vet them. Are you a New York City resident? Let me see. Bring a bill. Bring utility bill. Bill. Bring an ID. Bring something that shows you have a New York City address, <clears throat> and you can reap the benefits of free meals. It's it's some bullshit. My extended family job's dead. My extended family lived in the projects. Those abuelas tried to sell their daughters because they have green eyes and benefits. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> my, my blue eyes and white skin in the projects was very popular. They were like, oh, do you have a wife? Do you have a girlfriend? <laughs> I have I have a daughter you should meet. <laughs> oh, yeah, because I got a job and I got Benny's. I know how it is. I know, I know. And on top of all this, of course, now Mayor Adams is in hot water. The FBI took his phone, took his iPads, going after his fundraising chair. He's corrupt. Money from Turkey, campaign, the whole thing. He's, he's a corrupt scumbag, Eric Adams. He may not be mayor very long. Who knows? And you know who's eyeing the spot to run for mayor of New York City? I just saw a blurb about it last night. The one and only disgraced governor, Andrew Cuomo. And I'll tell you what. If Eric Adams gets let out of City Hall in handcuffs, if he ends up indicted and he has to resign, Andrew Cuomo will run for New York City mayor. And there's a good chance Andrew Cuomo would win. 
even though he's, you know, whatever the disgrace, whatever you want to call him, he would probably win. I would say he'd probably be better than Eric Adams, but well, maybe maybe a Republican will step in and they'll actually vote for one because they're tired of what's going on. This is actually a good time for a Republican to get in as New York City mayor because literally all these beautiful hotels that are being taken over, they are taken over, neighborhoods taken over by illegal aliens. But I think this whole thing with the FBI going after Eric Adams is because Eric Adams spoke out against the Biden regime and the immigration policies, but the other side of his mouth says, but we don't want the border closed. We just don't want to be a sanctuary city anymore. But they got, they got what they asked for. New York City Mayor Eric Adams calls Biden's illegal immigration inflow unfair to taxpayers amid more budget cuts, 5% across the board. But I, was, I did see last night that New York City police, New York City fire, New York City sanitation right now are safe from budget cuts but probably not for long, depending on how things go. New York City Mayor Eric Adams, Democrat, says President Joe Biden's inflow of border crosses and illegal aliens by the tens of thousands every month is unfair to American taxpayers. Payers. He wanted to become a sanctuary city. Governor Hochul, that twat, wanted to become a sanctuary state. Now they're both like, well, if you're going to come somewhere, don't come here. Yeah, bring back Rudy. Rudy was the best thing that happened to New York City in who knows how long. Since the spring of 2022, about 140,000 border crosses and illegal aliens have arrived in the sanctuary city of New York. Most after have been directly released into the United States interior by Joe Biden's Department of Homeland Security not to mention all the ones that were bust there from Greg Abbott, but not as many as just came there on their own. As a result of illegal immigration, Adams has already announced that New York City services will be cut by 5% across the board to deal with the rising cost of caring for and housing border crossers and illegal aliens, which is expected to total $12 billion by the end of next year. New York City is going to be the next Detroit if this doesn't stop. There will be nothing left. During a town hall, and they're like roaches. They're like roaches that consume everything. During a town hall in Coney Island, Brooklyn this week, Adams called illegal immigration unfair to everyday taxpayers. You wanted it. I want to pass a budget that adds cops. I want to pass a budget that allows us to have more after-school programs, senior care and infrastructure building. That's the budget I want. And so when people look at what's happening in the city, we're all angry. You brought it upon yourself. You could have not have had this. You could have taken a stand and realized this was going to destroy your city, and then it all backfired on you. And I tell people all the time when they stop me on the subway system, don't yell at me. Yell at D.C. Yell at D.C. We deserve better as a city. That's bullshit. You allowed it. You became a sanctuary city. Yeah, party tits is going to run for mayor in New York City. (laughs) Party tits. Andrew Giuliani would be good. Rudy's son. I don't know if he's got the oomph for it, but who knows? On Tuesday, Adams announced more budget cuts, asking city officials to find $2.1 billion that they can cut, but said he will spare police, fire, and sanitation services for now. According to Adams, New York City has a whopping $7.1 billion budget shortfall because of illegal immigration over the last nearly two years. Adams, as well as other sanctuary city mayors, have pleaded with Biden for a $5 billion bailout, but the White House has yet to make any such move. And they shouldn't. I, I mean, you, you brought it upon yourself. What we need is new leadership. We need to do what Charleston did and elect Republican mayors to start the process. That's what needs to happen. That's what needs to happen. 
One other story. I'm not going to do the screw this woman. I'm going to do this one. As I mentioned it earlier, this is going to be the last one. Old Martha's Vineyard. Remember when they when they brought the uh, they who, who did it? It was DeSantis. He bust the uh, the aliens to Martha's Vineyard to Obama's house, and they were all there. And people were like, "What's going on?" The only time we see these many Mexicans is when they have leaf blowers on their back. Like, what are they all doing here? And my my million dollar million multi million dollar estates. The Obamas live here for God's sake. What's going on here? Well, an illegal alien child rapist was arrested in Martha's Vineyard by ICE. An illegal alien child rapist was detained by ICE in Martha's Vineyard, Massachusetts last week. Saulo Cordona Fiera, a 37-year-old illegal alien from Brazil, was criminally charged in Brazil for raping a five-year-old child, but he fled his home country and illegally entered the United States. He was a fugitive in Brazil. Why would he want to end up in a Brazil prison when he can come to the United States as a child rapist and detect and go undetected, fly under the radar. Why is he in Martha's Vineyard? What is he going to try to be somebody's gardener with kids and end up raping them? Brazilian authorities in Ceriso, Mato Grasso issued an arrest warrant for uh, Fiera after he was sentenced to 14 years in prison for raping a child. It is unclear when and where Salo Cardona Fiera illegally entered the United States Border Patrol considers him a gotaway. Oh, how many of these people got away? This undocumented Brazilian national illegal alien represented a significant threat to the inhabitants of Martha Vineyard ICE enforcement and removal operations, Boston Field Office Director Todd Lyons said in a statement. You think? He sexually assaulted. He's Obama's new chef. He sexually assaulted a five-year-old child in his homeland and then ran from authorities when held accountable for his actions. <clears throat> the... Enforcement and removal operations of ICE in Boston will not allow such predators to threaten our residents. We will continue to apprehend and remove anyone who attempts to use our New England community as a refuge from justice, even if they are hired as chefs and landscapers and houseboys. Immigration and Customs Enforcement ICE announced this week that it has arrested the illegal alien, Brazilian fugitive, who was wanted in his home country for failing to serve prison sentence for raping a five-year-old child. And he was arrested in Martha's Vineyard. Why a Brazilian young guy in Martha's Vineyard? He was he was probably working as somebody's help. It doesn't say. I said the Brazilian identified as 37-year-old Salo Cardona Fiera had received multiple criminal convictions in in Brazil in 2019 for raping the child and has been sentenced to 14 years in prison, but he had fled the country. The town of Ceriso, Mato Grasso had issued a warrant for his arrest. He was apprehended by ICE's fugitive operations team in Massachusetts vacation spot during a vehicle stop. Oh, random vehicle stop. A spokesperson said that after being alerted via a law enforcement data review to his potential presence in the area in September, oh, ICE began an investigation and apprehended him near his address on November 14th. So he was living in Martha's Vineyard? His address? Or was he renting a room in Martha's Vineyard? Very weird. U.S. Border Patrol apprehended 3.2 illegal aliens in physical year 2023. Last physical year, October 1st to September 30th. 3.2 million illegal aliens. That's what they apprehended. Wow. Since Joe Biden was installed in January 2021, the number of estimated illegal aliens is 10 million. 
10 million illegal border crossers. That number equals about the population of 41 individual states. I think it's between 12 and 15 million. That's my guess. Then that number equals about the population of 41 individual states. Fuck these people. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it all. Listen, it is Thanksgiving Eve. I think uh, tomorrow's the day. Tomorrow's the day. I hope that's the new chef. That is Obama's new chef. I hope you all have great Thanksgivings. I do. And I hope that um, you eat a lot. Don't drink too much. And I hope that you talk politics to liberal family members at the Thanksgiving dinner table. What I'd like to do is I think I want to take all of the January 6th release tapes and then put them in a giant file and then have it play loop on my TV during Thanksgiving dinner. I think that would be great. I think a lot of people should do that. I think if you have liberal members of the family, you should politely ask them what they think about the release of the January 6th tapes. I think you should ask them about, especially if you haven't seen them in a while. So what do you think about the economy these days? What do you think about um, the direction our country is going to? Because have a great Thanksgiving, C3P memes. Always great to have you here. Always. Go and make sure you're buying swag from him. I can't wait to get my shirt. I got to go on your website. I'm probably going to buy stuff too. I cannot wait to wear it. Make sure you're supporting our memers and all their work, the Dilly meme team. Dilly goes live at noon. Make sure you're tuning into his show. Make sure you're coming to my show this afternoon on LFA TV. 3 p.m. Eastern, two, two shows down, unbelievable viewership over there. The live chat is very difficult to keep up with, and uh, it's a very, very large platform that is growing. Apparently, there's big things to come after the first of the year, and I am happy to be part of it. Our evening shows with James Curry, who is back in Vegas. His mother's doing better. We're going to uh, pick up our evening shows next week, the Tuesday and Friday show, at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, We the People Radio on Tuesdays, Freedom Friday on Fridays, and we'll have to get back into memes of the week and all that stuff. Yes, today, 3 p.m. Eastern on LFA TV, America First Live. I'll be covering some different stuff. I might, You might see a couple of the same stories, depending on what breaks for the day, but uh, that's that. I want you to have a great Thanksgiving. I want you to talk about politics. I want you to have those conversations. Pin them to the wall. Enough of this. You don't talk about religion and politics at the table because if we're not talking about at least politics, you can leave the religion out of it. You're not having the difficult conversations. We're not making progress. It has to happen. You know, it's, uh, it is what it is. With that, I'm going to leave with my, I, I, this is just, I I love I love Miguelifornia's great music videos that he does, and I love when he goes and dunks on Rob Meatball DeSantis. This was one of my favorites, and I'm gonna play it to close out the Thanksgiving Eve show. My favorite from Miguelifornia, Booger Man. Very serious song, Rob. I love it. Stop picking your nose, man. Like that. Casey and I had another fight. She's blaming me. We're in the fifth place. I'm trying now. 
cry Cause I'll rub my face He is amazing Don't rub your face, man I miss Guantanamo I can't stand my wife <laughs> My team of clowns I can't replace I threw in my life It's gonna be okay, Rob No, it's not No, it's not Come on You're done Everybody rubs their nose It's not a crime the perfect snot I'm always trying to find I dig real deep and then I'll shake your hand Oh no, no, no I'm the booger man The booger man <laughs> Booger man Casey's mad again and I'm all alone Stay serious We need a California greatest hits That's what we need I wish it was 2018 again like me and Donald Trump was my friend. Now my only joy is picking my nose. Oh no, no, no. Cause I'm the booger man. Booger man, it's lonely on the bus and I'm all alone. The booger man. Come on, Rob. Everybody rubs their nose and it's not a crime. Ah, <laughs> yeah. Perfect snot I'm always trying to find. Rob, you're the booger man. Stop it, stop it. Trump 2020. All right, everybody, listen, have a great Thanksgiving. Enjoy your holiday. Enjoy your family. I'll be back today, 3 p.m. Eastern, LFA TV. Great holiday. I'll see you all back, MAGA Mornings, Monday morning after the weekend at 8 a.m. We'll see you all soon. Happy Thanksgiving. When he salutes the flag, the flag salutes back. When he questions the outcome of an election, the DOJ indicts itself. When he sneezes, people say, God bless America. Cuba imports cigars from him. He is the most patriotic man in America. I don't always smoke cigars, but when I do, I smoke Patriots. Stay MAGA, my friends. Mm, my favorite. Can I get one of those? No, Bill. We all know what you like to do with cigars. Patriot Cigars, a premium smoke for freedom-loving Patriots. The Patriot Cigar Company's story started with Alan Jacoby's love of cigars and love of America. There's no better way to celebrate the freedoms we cherish than smoking a premium Patriot cigar. Whether it's TNTs, Moabs, Hellfires, or Mark 48 torpedoes, all Patriot cigars are handmade and blended with 100% long filler premium Nicaraguan tobacco to bring you the smoothest smoking experience imaginable. Patriot cigars are enjoyed by many of MAGA's finest. Do yourselves a favor and order some today. God bless America, and God bless Patriot Cigars.